Mystery Brothers. Mystery Brothers. Mystery Brothers. Mystery Brothers. Mystery Alright, so uh my name is Evan. And I'm Arel. And um we are the Mystery Bros. Uh yeah. Yeah. This is going to be our podcast. Um, we're basically just going to kind of be talking about all different kinds of mysterious things happening in the world. Um, you know, conspiracies, mysterious events, uh, mysterious civilizations, all that kind of stuff. And just kind of, you know, keep everybody guessing. In the know. You know? Yeah. yeah, keep everybody in the know. Keep everybody woke about uh, <laughs> all the stuff that is going on mysteriously in this world. And, and we're going to also keep it real. We're not like crazy, crazy out there as well. Yeah, you know, we're, we sometimes we have biased opinions about things, so we're going to just talk about the facts. We're going to talk about, you know, everything that we know, everything that we can, both sides. So it's not going to be super biased podcast. Correct, correct. Yeah, yeah. So um, with our first episode here, we're going to be talking about Bob Lazar. And um, all the mysterious things around that guy. He's, yeah, it's a fascinating story about how he got you into UFOs. And the first person who's really claimed to actually have worked on UFOs. So it's very interesting. True, true. Yeah. That's actually a- plausible. Like, I'm sure someone else has said some BS. Yeah, there's report. been many claims <laughs> of people talking about that kind of stuff. But this, but Bob Lazar's, you know, got some real factual stuff Correct. behind him. And, you know, it's, it's a big mystery. So uh, yeah. we're going to get into that. And, um, yeah. Thank you guys for listening, and uh, keep up in the future. We're going to be talking about all kinds of really cool, crazy stuff. So we got things going now. So, um, yeah, you know, we're going to get into this. So this is going to be our first episode. Obviously, uh, we're going to be talking about our buddy Bob Lazar and his uh, his amazing story. Uh, we'll kind of go into the whole spiel. We'll go into everything that he's he's talked about, um, all, you know, whether we believe it or not, this and that. Um, we'll kind of we'll go into his background. We'll go into you know what happened afterwards. We'll, we'll, we're we're going to go into the whole story basically of Bob Lazar, and just kind of go into how we feel um, about it and what we think is true, what we don't think is true, and just you know, full disclosure will come out. I I I, I kind of believe him, man. Like I I don't know. <sighs> It's tough because now that I've been doing so much research into it and like looking into so much stuff, it's like. There's things that don't add up here and there, yeah. There's things that just don't add up some some places, but I feel like the majority of it is... The thing is, you gotta want to believe, and I really do, is the thing. Like, I really do want to believe. I just... If he's making it up, dude, you're living your life, like, a lie. Like, you have to go lie to your wife, go lie to your friends every day. Dude... Could you have a documentary made of something that you, like, never did? Like, Right? Isn't that crazy? <laughs> Wouldn't that, like, hurt you? Like, dude, I, everybody believes, like, my, all these people, like, believe me, but, like, I just bullshit them. Like, that's, I mean, plenty of people do that, bro. Plenty of people do that. I know, that. but, like, me self-consciously, like, I just feel like I could the never do that. The thing that I think that gives him a lot of credibility is that he's not like making any money off of this. He's not like getting rich off. This. He's not like flying around the world talking about aliens, to anybody. He doesn't want to talk about it. He hates talking right. about it. Um, and like the few occasions where he was talking about it, it like, it, it doesn't, you know, he gets all yeah. flustered. Like in the JRE, he did like, he had a migraine, you know what I mean? So it's like, he doesn't like talking about it. He doesn't make a ton of money off this. It's just something that he felt he wanted to share, which I think gives him a little more credibility in my book. Correct. Um, but yeah, so, uh, we'll kind of, we'll get into the whole story. Um, we're going to start off, Aurel's going to talk about, uh, you know, his background, how right. he came up, all that kind of stuff. And then we'll kind of go from I, there. I definitely think out of all the stories I've heard that this is probably the most intriguing and like all the alien stories yeah, of yeah. sightings and everything. Oh, like, yeah, this oh, is yeah. definitely there's, the most. there's plenty of them out there that are just like, you're batshit crazy, bro. Well, I'm sure some others are like real too but like i think this is the i think the coolest story um so we can start off how bob got this job so um if you believe his story again nothing can be verified um we'll just state that up front <laughs> <laughs> that he um we learned that last time <laughs> Dennis Mariani is nowhere to be found. so um if you go look at it, um He's a so he claims he got his bachelor's degree in physics and a master's from MIT and Caltech um and he was very into propulsion, I think, and that's what like started him job. Like he, he first like his first job was in Los Alamos. Um, he was a physicist there. He made a, a uh, rocket, um, 
It's a rocky car. Jet, jet, jet yeah, engine fuel car. He basically put uh, a jet engine into his Honda and jet. was driving that around. And there's actually a news article about it, and I've done some more research. That article is real. Nice. That, that article okay. is that's verifiable. You've you done can go some research on that. Okay. You can go look in the archives. I actually went and looked into the Los Alamos archives nice. of newspapers. So that article okay. actually does exist. Um, and in that article, it claims that he's a physicist and he worked at Los Alamos space. Um, from there, I think he said he um, put his um, resume around, and that's when he got contacted by EGNG, um, which is the company that I guess worked for Area Fifty One. Um, so I think how he got the, uh, interview, they just told him to go first, um, to ENG and G and they're telling about the, you can do a lot of work on, on propulsion and it's going to be, um, in the desert. And at first you didn't think like too strangely about it. Like you think it's like a lot of field tests, cause especially since they do a lot of nuclear, um, a lot of nuclear things have been done in area 51. I'm, like, if you ever looked at Google maps, you can look at all the, uh, Pot, like holes um, in the uh, in the test range that they have, so that's not so uncommon. Just have Area fifty one, like on Google Maps, like you can just look over that that spot. Yeah, you, you don't know that. Really? You just see a base, and you see um, you can see the base and shit. You can see the base. It's of course, cool. I if you thought they would like block that. If out you look, Google. if you look over the uh, Papoose Lake, you will not see S four. I think a lot you of don't. people tried. I've tried. You will not see it. But again, like how like. It, it all depends. Maybe they stopped that. Maybe they're like, okay, we'll let them see Area 51. I think Area 51 also common knowledge. Like, everybody knows yeah. that base exists. Yeah. And it, Area 51 is not necessarily, like, top secret spacecraft stuff, right? Area 51 is just kind of like a military test zone, right? So Area 51, um, they do more of the secret, like, where the stealth fighters and they, where they test new, um, I guess, aircraft that... Are American made. Okay, it's like military stuff. Military. Which they probably added from the uh, S4 reverse engine. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know that part. But anyway, so he got hit, so he got the job. Um, I believe his first day he actually went to Area 51. He had to sign the 1010 agreements where it said like if you um, reveal any of these secrets, you will pay ten thousand dollars or be punishable by death. He has the right to do that. He has to sign ten thousand dollars or death, <laughs> <laughs> something like that. Um, and then to sign, and it, it's actually more secret than Area Fifty One. Like people at Area Fifty One don't know S Four exists, so he got even higher clearance than that, um, which is pretty cool. Did you figure out what the name of the clearance was? It's Q clearance. It's Q clearance. I thought there was a name for it, man. Like there was a cool name for it. Okay, maybe. So he got Q clearance, um, which is higher than Area 51. Um, so that's pretty cool. And then he he got on the bus, blacked out bus, didn't know where he was going, which I guess, I don't know how you know it's Papoose, but let's go. <laughs> if they, I bet you can probably eventually figure that they, out. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, right? yeah, because yeah. eventually he had, they told him he had to be correct, there and stuff. Correct. So. Um, so he got on the blacked out bus. Um, he got to Papoose. And do you want to take over from here? Um, okay, yeah. So basically... Um, it, you know, his story is pretty crazy. His story is pretty crazy. Like, so apparently like the first day, um, he didn't really get to see much, but he did a lot of paperwork and he did a lot of readings and he was reading the readings where he said were, were pretty crazy, like pretty interesting stuff. And at, at the time he was like, he didn't believe any of it. Right. He was like, this is all silly. Like he thought it was something like a test maybe. Or yeah. Something. Like some sort of like reading comprehension thing just to try and figure out like, what kind of like nonsense he can memorize, you know, that kind of stuff. Which makes sense because he's a physicist, like he's down to earth, like kind of guy. Yeah, like. yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, he also thought like, a, like a lot of times they'll, they'll put stuff, uh, like fake stuff in there with there just so that like if, if anything gets leaked, they know where it came from type of thing. So he thought a lot of the stuff was just like nonsense because they were talking to him about the propulsion system and stuff that we're going to get into eventually. Um, and, you know, it would, it, it was just nonsense to him. So he was like, this is crazy. And then, um, you know, the time came where it was time for him to, uh, start working on the, uh, the thing. And they told him, so your job is going to be, you're, you're going to work with this one person. His name was, oh, Barry, you forgot right? to mention like when he first walked in, he first saw the UFO, he thought, oh, that's exactly what they were uh, seeing. Like he thought like 
those were just U.S. made. That's crowd. right, because he walked in the very first day and he got to see the spacecraft, and he and he said it had an American flag, yeah, on it. <laughs> so he was like, "Oh, this is just like." All these like spacecraft stuff. This is just like American military yeah, stuff, right? But they're trying to make so, it. So yeah, so they're just trying to like copy it, just to you know to see what spacecrafts, uh, you know, make the most sense type of thing. So, so then um, when the time comes for him to actually start working on on his assignment, which was to uh, try and back engineer the propulsion system that uh, was found with the craft, um, he he quickly realized that like. Oh wow, this this is some real shit. Um so basically the propulsion system as he explains it, it's basically like an anti-gravity propulsion system. So what it it, it manipulates gravity, distorts gravity around the ship or around from whatever direction you're aiming, and it allows you to to move through space and time without any effects of an inertia, anything like that, because you're just literally distorting gravity around you. You know what I mean? Um, I, the best way to describe it, like everybody describes it like this is you take like a mattress, right? And you drop a bowling ball in the middle of the mattress. Everything's going to, going to rush into where that bowling ball is at, right? Everything's going to fall in there. So what that ship, what that propulsion system is basically doing is creating like a rift in gravity like that. So the shit, it just kind of pulls the ship forward. Um, well, it creates its own gravity, which we we there's nothing that we can. There's yeah. no way we can't even create our own. Yeah, very quickly he realized that like, oh wow, this this cannot be human. This can't be from Earth because there's there's absolutely nothing that we know of, in any way that that can do this. And you know, his job is to back engineer it. So it's like obviously they didn't put it together. They you know they didn't build it. So um. Things got pretty crazy from there, right? I mean, he basically, like, he, he had to work with a guy. Uh, his name was Barry, and uh, couldn't get a last name on that. Had, Barry's never been contacted or anything like that. You know, nobody else has ever really come out. But, um, but yeah, he worked with a guy named Barry, and he basically was only allowed to talk to Barry, and Barry was only allowed to talk to him. It was very, like very compartmentalized you know everything was had to stay in its own lane like you couldn't speak with the guys that are trying to figure out what kind of metal that is blah blah blah. and you can't speak with the guys that are trying to figure out like the weaponizing you know all that kind of like everything was in its own compartment and that was all you were allowed to like inquire about that was all you were allowed to to figure out you know so um which which is not great for science because you want to know everything you guys want to collaborate all together you don't want to do a buddy system because it basically worked like all right you know about this? That's all you need to know about. Yeah. And the other group, you know about that? That's Don't all you need to know. Anything about. else but your yeah. thing. And it's like, well, this is a full, you know, yeah. this is a ship. Everything kind of, you know, things work together. You know, it's in, it's interesting. So, um, but anyway, yeah. So the, it, he learned about this propulsion system and how um, he said it was insane. Like it basically, it created no heat. Right. Like no heat residue, which is impossible. Literally every single time electricity or anything, any type of power source is used. Um, like it just it creates heat. That's just how things work. I'm not a physicist, but, you know, that he basically said, like, there's no way for power to be created by anything that where there's no heat as a byproduct and this thing just did not no heat at all no no heat that's ridiculous that's right unreal unreal no heat at all uh byproduct from this thing and he even said that it it wasn't connected at all there was no wires there was no nothing connecting things all was that you had to do was the the components had to be together in like the vicinity you know what i mean and it just worked. So, I mean, it really just defies like logic. Like he even said, like at, at one point, a quote from him is it, it was borderline magic. You know what I mean? Like he had no, like there was no way to explain any of it. Um, so, so that's pretty crazy. He He was working on this for, you know, months, I'm pretty sure total. And like, Throughout the time there, he he heard stories. I actually just, uh, as I was doing a little research today, I remember that he talked about, uh, 
he's pretty sure that there was a guy before him who was working on this who uh, had a tragic accident with the thing. He tried to, like, cut into it with a plasma saw or something, and uh, it exploded and killed him. And um, so, you know, this this is no joke. You know, this is this is real. They they were doing some crazy shit there, and um, and yeah, and and then at first he was just exposed like to the propulsion system itself. You know what I mean? Like he was just the propulsion system was there, and that was what he was supposed to work on, and then try and figure it out. And then eventually they started letting him uh, go to the ship. And I think he, he got like a couple times he was allowed to go see the ship. Right. Yeah. He was allowed to go inside and he realized that it was made for like something three feet tall. Like, and the thing about that, there was no right angles. It was just all wax. Yeah. Yeah. So he got to go see the ship. He got to go inside and, uh, yeah, like you were saying, he said it looked a lot like it was like someone made a model out of wax and then heated everything for a few seconds so that everything just kind of formed together and melted together. Like there was no right angles anywhere in the ship. It was all just very smooth, very like flowing together. And I'm pretty sure like there was no like distinction between things. Like everything seemed like it was made all at once together, um, which is crazy, you know? And, and then, like you said, uh, it definitely was meant for some smaller beings. Like, like he said, he said he had to duck down when he was stand when he was standing in it. He's only like five ten. He said if he had to guess, it would probably be made for something that was probably about what three feet. Yeah, three feet tall. Yeah. And um, it, there was no buttons or anything, like nothing to power the space, like nothing yeah. to press. Um, they said there were archways that like would make it look that like you could actually see through, mm-hmm. and like maybe may make it a screen. But again. Yeah, that's right. He said it, but but he said that that's not super crazy. Like we have some stuff like that, like certain type of crystals that uh, we can use to kind of you know make a screen type of thing. Um, but yeah, and and yeah, there was no buttons, there was no navigation, anything like that. He didn't get to go to the top story. He said, right? There was three that's stories off limits. He th- he thinks it's where they uh, it's where the um navigations takes place, where everything's taking place. So like, yeah, where, where they navigate where to go to A to B. Yeah. Yep, some sort of navigation system he thought that that was. Um, I wonder if they do have it, if they would, like, do you think the government would try to fly it to another galaxy, or would that be, like, too extreme for them, you think? Like, to another star? No, I remember you were saying, like, they did not want to take it. They didn't even want to take it out of the atmosphere or anything, right. because, like, who knows what could happen, you know what I mean? Like, it's... it's I know, but like, if they really want, cool. if they really wanted to explore space, like, it would be fucking cool, right? What if they could just, who knows? Maybe they have. Maybe they're flying it around in Zeta Reticuli right now. Um, but um, but yeah, if you want to talk about the ship or something, like, if you have anything to add in, not much else about the ship, other than like all, all everything on the bottom that nothing was connected either. Like, that's like really astonished him yeah how it, how it like, the propulsion system was in the lower level right and he went he ducked down to check it out and there was just like like we said earlier there's nothing connecting anything together it just worked yeah. you know it just worked which is crazy you know it, it's it's insane it's insane to think about you know and 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 he said not only uh was there that ship, but there was like what nine ships in total, nine ships and all different, all different kinds, all different shapes, all different sizes. That definitely leads me to believe that they probably were like spaceships found all over the earth from like different species. Yeah. Yeah. Different, different, yeah. Different planets, different solar systems, different everything. Um, one thing that fascinates me is that he said that he'd overheard, he'd heard people talking or whatever. And, he thinks that the ship that he worked on was recovered in an archaeological dig, which is really interesting, meaning like the, meaning whoever flew the ship came here, what, like thousands of years ago, maybe even millions of years ago? That is, that's definitely one of the most interesting topics. Yeah. Like, that means it's been over, mil, like, it could have crashed here millions of years ago. Billions hanging out with the dinosaurs. You know what I mean? These fucking aliens could have been chilling with T-Rexes down here and got eaten or something. Yeah, and that's then, what then the ship is still here, and then we find it millions of years later. It kind of makes sense. I mean, if they're three feet tall, you know, that T-Rex is pretty big. Right? T-Rex is just fucking... It's a snack, you know what I mean? Just a little alien snack. 
<laughs> and I think even he was like a little like why having the people with the brushes come out? Like, could you imagine like discovering something like that? Yeah, that would be insane. That would be crazy. And I think my guess is like they might have discovered just a little bit of it, and they like told to leave, and like they got like the squat, like the suicide team or something. Do you think that anytime, what is it like? Anytime they find anything like metal or something, they have to alert somebody or something. How would anyone know? I'm guessing like. There, I'm guessing kind of went up somewhere like, yo, what we're like finding something is really strange. Like this metal, like what? It's a weird kind of metal. It, I think it probably like immediately as soon as they figured this metal, like there should not be metal like this far down. Like shouldn't be there. Yeah. So that's probably Good immediate. Um, yeah, because anything that far down had to be thousands of years old, right? But I mean, we've had metal for a long time, right? I've, I mean, I've not like that, yeah, but... Yeah, I bet you they saw, like, they got, like, a quarter of it. Or, like, some, maybe through. not even, maybe they're like, dude, I just, like, see this, like, do you see that? Like, how is this, how is this even here? It could be, it could be, like, an, yeah. uh, something from the medieval times, like a sword, or, you know what I mean? Like, anything like that, like, that's metal. I think that they probably got, like, a good portion of it, um, like, uncovered. In that. But I think they soon realized that this is not an archaeological site. Yeah, event, yeah, they definitely figured that out quickly. So I've done some research, looked at, like, supposed archaeological digs um, that was, like, supposedly covered from UFOs or anything that, like, oh, anything yeah. popped, like, mysterious, like, what they find here. Yeah. Unfortunately, there's nothing. No, they're not going to say that. Yeah. That's not going to be out there. I know, but, like, I was thinking, like, maybe there's an article, like, this is, like, a cover-up, like, what they actually found here. No uh, one knows. Like, you know, like, I was trying to find, like, some old... Yeah, no, you're not going to find that, dude. That yeah. shit's... That shit's... But it'd be interesting. It would be interesting. I would like to know, like, Bob never goes into it, but, like, where, like, I would like to know where they found it. I know. I wish, man. And, like, when they found it. Like, was it in the 40s? Was it in the 20s? Yeah, I mean, Bob was working on this stuff in, what, the 80s? 80s, Late 80s, early 90s type of thing. Or It was late 80s when he was there. Do you think one of them came from uh, Roswell? I don't know, man. Interesting too. I, we don't I, know. I, I if it totally did, believe it, in Roswell. I totally believe that yeah. that happened. If it did, though, like that's where the spaceship would go, probably. Yeah, yeah of I don't, we don't know. I mean, <laughs> we don't know how many have. If Roswell is true and that actually happened, I'm sure that the craft was there. You know what I mean? Maybe that was the one. Who knows? But like I said, they, he thought he heard someone saying that they found it in an archaeological dig. Um, that's crazy. And then, did we mention the Zeta Reticuli that? Uh, they believe that that's where it came from, the yeah. star system Zeta Reticuli, and they said ZR3. Um, the third planet. Yeah, third planet in. As of right now, though, don't they not, there's not really any planets there, or they don't know of any? They don't know there? of any planet. They can't deny that there's no planets there, because right now our technology can only find, find huge planets. So, like, the planet has to be, I think what they said, like, has to be... Um, like like Saturn size bit like they have to be big. Oh, they damn, have to be okay. huge planets for us to be able to find, find them. them. So like a small planet, like a small Earth, like that far away. You mean? Yeah, a small Earth like planet, like us, we wouldn't see if it was surrounding Zeta Reticuli right now. We wouldn't see it. Dude, there's got to be other alien. Like there's got to be other intelligent life out there, dude. There definitely has to be some other life. No I mean, doubt. There's, there's just too many stars. Billions, dude. Billions and billions, dude. There's there's literally like more stars in the galaxy than there are grains of sand on the earth. So how are you going to tell me that there isn't another planet that just out there just has like, not even necessarily has to be intelligent life, but like there's life out there for sure. There probably there might even be life on Mars. Like maybe who knows? Or do, I think they said your face on Mars. Yeah, I actually saw that. There's actually claims of pyramids on Mars. So we can go. I know, but that's bullshit. I think, <laughs> We can go. We can discuss that another time. Yeah, we'll go into that eventually. This is Europa is probably the most com- the most likely place that's to find Jupiter's life. Moon. Jupiter's moon. Yeah, the one that has the ice sheet yeah. on it. Okay, that's super interesting. Man, this kind of stuff fascinates the shit out of me, dude. And it sucks that we'll never get to like know any. You know, unless we'll unless, unless the spaceship crashes right down downtown yeah. DTE. <laughs> But even that, they might be like, all right, everybody in this vicinity, like, you guys didn't see anything. That was Kim Jong-un. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but even, like, we'll never get to know, like, not in our lifetime, at least, we're going to go to, like, any other planet or anything like that. You know what I mean? Like, we may not even go get people on Mars by the time I'm dead. 
I'll be dead in 20 no, years. No, like so. we're, we're not gonna, <laughs> we're not gonna. I think it's just yeah to go interstellar. That's definitely that's. I don't even think if we if I have grandchildren that they would even. No, not even our grandkids would would be at that point. Yeah. But like, yeah, to re- I mean, to recap is like, you want to get how you got caught? Like, um, well, let's go into there's more. I mean, they he actually even got to see them fly the ship a couple times. Oh, yeah. That's... He, that which is something that's pretty, pretty crazy. Like they did performance tests for the ship and they had like advanced ones. And then they also had um, like like just regular like basic maneuver type stuff, too. And he he got invited to see a few of those, um, and just the way he described it was very interesting. Like you got to see the ship lift off the ground. He said he said as it lifted off the ground, it made like a slight like hiss, like a sound, like very faint, yeah. until it was about five or six feet off the ground. After that, it was completely silent, which is just mind blowing that something can can something that with that much power, something doing that, something that's doing something that crazy, can just be silent. You know what I mean? That's that's insane and. And he got to see it, you know, hover, like fly over, like fly to the right, fly to the left, go up, down type of thing. Um, and, and it wasn't until like the the uh, the advanced maneuver ones where you got to see it do some crazy stuff. He said it did some flips or it did some, you know what I mean? Like that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and they also said the radio should not have been working. Yeah, either. I was just about to get into that. He, yeah, one thing that he said was fascinating was there was somehow they were in contact with the guy that was in there controlling it through via radio, but it just doesn't make sense because the, the ship distorted gravity, distorted all types of energy and radio signals should not have been able to get through there. So there's, you know, another mystery thrown in there, right? It's crazy. I think the whole story is just, I just, could you imagine I being the pilot and just not being able to tell anybody, like, yeah, I, f- I flew a UFO I got to fly an alien spacecraft, I know. <laughs> That's one thing that, like, is interesting to me. Like, how is there, like, hundreds of people that are, like, in contact with this and working on this and stuff, and nobody else has come out and said anything? Like, I really wish... Yeah, or, like... would come out a little more, man. Come on. Or, like, Evan, if we were in that situation, if we were working there, I, I definitely would not have come out like never said anything while I was working there, but I feel like maybe 10, 15 years after, I mean, you would, even if they told you, like, you never, like, don't ever tell anybody else. You think you would ever let your like wife know or let your like, right. Isn't it? I mean, maybe they do, but maybe they're what they're like, you can't fucking tell anybody. Like maybe they let trusted people that they really trust. I just feel like at that point, like you're going to tell maybe your friend, that friend's like, yo, I heard this story from over here. Like this guy also worked on like, you know, like something like that. Not even that's happened. People, people, you know, got their, you know, people, people. I also heard this though. Um, the, um, some other guy, um, said that he, he didn't work at S4. He worked at, um, um, just area 51, the regular base. Um, he says that like some of the secrets he still can't tell. And he gets, uh, every year he has to go through a lie detector test and say if he's told everybody or not. Really? That's what he told the uh, news. He worked at Area 51. Worked at Area 51. I think he's bullshitting. You think he's just trying to sound cool? <laughs> I don't know. No, like, it's verifiable that, like, his, like, some of his stuff has been declassified so he can commit, but he says, like, some of it I still can't say. Like, they like, like they can put me through a lie detector, lie detector test whenever they want. To ask whether he's said yeah. anything? Yeah. Okay, okay. Which is, I guess, maybe one of the reasons, but I don't know. I just... I mean, yeah, I think it's the main reason is fear, dude. Like, people think that, I mean, it's the government. The government will fucking kill you. The government doesn't give a shit. The government will take you out if if it thinks that you're going to, like, divulge some, like, secrets. You know what I mean? Or if it, you know, like, not only will they kill you, but they can just, like, fuck up your life. You know, we're going to get into that later about what happened to Bob after this. But, like, you know, they they can they can destroy your life. So it's, it's, it's pretty crazy. People are just don't, people just don't out of fear. You know what I mean? There, uh, was that the propulsion system, the power source that it used was this thing called element 115. Yeah. And, um, 
this was back in the eighties when they figured this out and they figured out, okay, it runs off of element one fifteen, which in that form, the form that they had it in, uh, that came with the craft, it was very, it was a stable element. Didn't decay. It didn't have, you know what I mean? Didn't emit any radiation, anything like that. Um, and then, and, and he had, one of the things when he came out, he talked about element 115 people were like, what the fuck are you talking about? There's no such thing as element 115. And then what in the nineties or 2004, I think it was right. They element first, 115 was first synthesized and discovered basically like on earth. We synthesized. And 2017 is like 2016, 2017 is the first time we've actually like been able to keep it as an element or something like that. I'm not very, I'm not very it, like a stable form of it. You mean? No, like the theory, that, no, the, the, the theory that it could be stable or something. That oh, like okay. before it wasn't, probably not. But something. again, I'm no physicist or anything. Yeah, like, we're not chemists or physicists or anything. But, um, but yeah. I know like dissolves like. It's pretty much my chemistry right there. Yeah, he basically like any form that we've ever made on Earth of it that we synthesized was not a stable element. It decayed. It I still don't think, I don't think we think we ever have had a stabilized version, but the version that Bob claims to have uh, stolen. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. There, there's actually even a, a, a deeper rumor that he, he took some element one fifteen with him when he left. Um, and then they try and say that like, he's been raided by the FBI a couple of times, but I don't know whether that's actually true or not. Well, like we can't see it. Like he says he did. He says he was raided. He says he's been raided twice. And one time right no after. way, right. To tell or was there video of it? Didn't he get raided while he was working on the documentary with Jeremy Corbell? What if they staged all that, bro? Jeremy Corbell, I don't like him. He's, he's fishy, man. <laughs> Why would they stage all that, though? Why? I mean, because it's part of the story. It's also fishy. Like, why would they, like, be keeping a tab on, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, because he took Element 115, dude, because they're, that's apparently what they're trying to find. Element 115? Yeah. I mean, I mean, I. On the documentary, they said that one of his co-work, one of his coworkers came out. Yeah, that's where the that's where the FBI was and all that. Same was in Michigan too. Yeah, that's right. He lives in Michigan now. He lives like in the Lansing area. Could we call like the Lansing? Like, hey, did you go to? Do you go to Bob? Would they tell us? What? Like, can I, like, like, are there records of like where cops go? Oh, where if where? But that's where FBI. That's different. I doubt it. They're not going to keep public records of where the FBI has been. Hell no. Um, but yeah, apparently now he runs like a like some lab. It's like a, he makes like fireworks and he makes like radiation detectors and that kind of stuff. Like you know, in, in his little lab out there in Lansing area. Um. Yeah. So, is there anything else in like the body of the story? You know, anything of his time while working there? So, like, the, they said they flew all these objects Wednesday nights because the least amount of traffic, supposedly the least amount of traffic, was on the road. So they flew these um, spacecrafts Wednesday nights to get um to sh- to like show them off because they thought that's the, that's the least amount of time or like people would least likely see something on that highway. Yeah, like drive on that highway. I guess they did like statistics, and they figured out like the least amount of traffic yeah. went through there on Wednesdays. So they decided that's when they were going to do their high performance tests. Um, all right, so we want to try and get into like how he got caught sure, and stuff. Definitely. Okay, do you want to go into it, or do you want me to go into you it? Go into okay, okay. So it's a juicy story here. So at this point. He'd been he'd been there for a couple months, right? Like his total the total amount of time there was only like three months, right? No, it was six months. Six, six, yeah. Okay, six months. At this point, it'd been about you know four months ish, and they they've been working on this stuff. Uh, everything that we talked about had happened, you know. He and he didn't go in like he wasn't like there twenty four hours a day working on shit. Like he, he, they would call him in at random Weird times, hours, yeah. And I think like he didn't even go to the base like a ton, like right, like maybe like two or two times a week or so, two or three times a week like that. I wonder like what you'd be doing in your off time, knowing all that shit that you know. But anyway, um, so he'd been going there, you know, for about three or four months, and and one thing, they were very strange hours. Like a lot of times he'd be called in at like eleven thirty at night, and they'd be like, "Hey, you got to be here, be here in an hour." And, or, or, you know what I mean? Like strange hours, they were working on things. Um, 
which uh, made his wife a little, a little suspicious. Um, and she started to think, you know, first of all, like he's not allowed to tell her anything. Basically, he's basically just like, I have a top secret job and I can't tell you what I do. And I'm going to be working like really weird hours. And like how you can imagine how she might be like, this is all like, yeah. this is all a little fishy. You know what I mean? Because it is, even though like it's in the end, it's not, but like that, I'd be fucking weirded out by that too. If my wife was like, Oh yeah, I work a top secret job. Can't tell you anything about it. Oh, and I'm going to have to be leaving like at all times of the night, like randomly. And I can't even tell you where I'm going or what I'm, you know what I'm doing. So I get that. That that's a little inter- like a little bit much, but apparently I'd be like, you really work at Area Fifty. Yeah, I'd be like, oh yeah, sure, huh? <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, she got a little suspicious, and um, when he first started working there, they they told him that like we're going to be tapping your phones, right. just because that's just protocol. You know, you're working at this top secret thing. We have to know that you're not talking to anybody about this on the phone. Blah blah. So he knew that, but, you know, his wife didn't. And so uh, as they were tapping his phones and monitoring, they found out that his wife uh, started to have an affair with some sort of pilot, right? Like some sort of Navy pilot or some, some, something like that. Um, and they didn't know, like, what to do about that. They didn't know, you know, they didn't really know a ton about Bob's, like, psychology and like what type of like mentally or emotional type of person he is. So they didn't know how like that scenario would play out. You know what I mean? So what they did is they, they basically just like, let's stop calling Bob in for a little bit. Let's kind of keep him at distance for a little while till like, maybe he'll figure this out and we'll see kind of how he, how he reacts. And so they stopped calling him in and he got like a little suspicious, right? Like he, he was like, he was like, what's going on? They're not calling me in, blah, blah, blah. And didn't he, like, at one point he went there and they denied him. They told him he, not to come in or something. Well, he said they, they said he, he felt followed. Well, wasn't Well, didn't he try and go into the base a couple of times? And they were like, no. I don't know. Okay, I thought I read something. We still don't know if he was, like, was still getting banned. If you're still getting paid during that time, I don't but you wanted to, I mean, first of all, wouldn't but you then want would, to be there, dude? Wouldn't then, you want to be there working on that shit? I'd want to live there, dude. I would <laughs> divorce my wife and be like, I'm done with you. I have more important shit. That would be the most interesting job working at S4. Are you kidding, dude? That would be the uh, the best job ever. Dude, even if I was just a fucking janitor, like at S4, dude. Or do they? Do you think they don't even have? Do you think they like close all the doors, like everything? Like, all right, you can only look down and sweep right here, right here. Like, you can't look at anything else. I wonder, dude. I wonder. (laughs) Do you think that they even like? They probably have, I don't know. They probably have their own sort of like in-house cleaning. That's another thing. Why isn't an in-house cleaner just come out like, dude? Because they don't tell them shit. It's probably like you said, like everything gets shut down while they clean. They don't clean in the like room where the fucking aliens are hanging out. You know what I mean? That shit can get dirty if it needs to. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So um, he they stopped calling him in and he was kind of wondering like, What's going on? Like, what? Why aren't they? You know? And then, um, and then he started noticing like people were kind of following him and stuff, right? Like people were, um, people were following him. Like he didn't know who they were. People were in cars, like they were just obviously like tailing him and stuff. So he started to get a little scared. You know, he started to be like, "What's going on? Did I do something? Are they?" are they going to kill me? You know, he, he was thinking crazy. So he, at that point he decided like, I need to like come out to some of my close friends here and like, tell them what's been going on, what I've been working on and like what's happening right now. So he did that. There was apparently what, like four people was his wife. One of them, his wife was included. Right. Right. Yeah. His wife and like two other friends. Um, and I'm sure at first they were like, oh, okay, yeah, sure. Type of thing. And then he goes, well, you know what? I can just show you because he still had some of the uh, the schedule, the flight schedule for the ship, right? So he was like, all right, on, you know, Wednesday, we're going to sneak out to this, like, mountaintop here over that, like, the one that overlooks, like, Papoose Lake and everything, and we'll see the ship. You can see it for yourself. 
And so he did that and he took his friends there and they got to see it. And, and that's one thing about the story. Doesn't that, didn't they like track those people down and they've confirmed like that they saw some crazy shit that day. Well, like George Knapp- know for a fact that it's like aliens or anything because they were far away, but like, they're like that for sure was something. Well, they said it did some crazy turns and everything. And if you look at the video dates, it was Wednesday nights. So like how Bob knew that it's dated and timed and it, it's two times. So George not mentioned that it's been twice. So he filmed it twice. How do yeah, you know twice? How do you know both nights on Wednesday nights that they were flying? That's still like a big mystery. Yeah, that's Cause interesting. They're date, because they're, cause the 80s are stay, uh, damn time, like at 930. Yeah, I remember Wednesday that. Night. Problem is, this is back in the 80s and the video cameras sucked back then. So it really, it's tough. Yeah, it's, like I've seen the videos and it's not like, nothing. Oh, it's just a light. It's just like a light. You just want so much more, man. Yeah. You're like, I guess, I guess in the eighties, I mean, we could, you could like hold the camera, and like Evan, stand like thirty feet away, hold this like like thing. And yeah, just, you, know, like, <laughs> you could make it look like that, but at the same time, even if you actually were seeing that, that's what it would look like back in the eighties too, because it was so shitty. Like the cameras were very shitty, and like definitely, if this happened now, you could get way better oh, quality. Yeah, yeah. So I wish it would happen now, <laughs> but now the security now is like way more intense but anyway so they were going out there and they were watching this go on and like apparently they started to get a little reckless with it yeah. you know they were being like apparently apparently one time they brought like a camper up there and like were like hanging out and watching it outside and then out of nowhere some like SWAT team or like recon team just like pops out and and arrests them all and um you know obviously they I wonder what they said to like the other people, you know what I mean? The other, the other three people, that would be really scary being one of those people. Like, are they going to kill me? What's going on? But, but as from what Bob said, they were kind of like grilling him about it. Like, I'm sure what are you doing? Like, yeah, this is crazy. You're, you're bringing civilians. Like what blah, blah, blah. At that point is when they told him about the affair his wife was having. Right. At that time, like, like a kind of a kind of final f you. Yeah, you're gonna not work on this cool thing anymore. And oh, by the way, um, your wife's banging up high. Like, <laughs> it's a rough. It's rough, you know. Like top secret. When you're working on top secret stuff like that, and you can't tell anybody about it, like there's that. There's a level of trust that you just can't have with with certain people. You know what I mean? With with anybody else, which with for a relationship that would be tough. Um. But, like, I think what intrigues us most about this story is what other story have you heard of someone back-engineering UFO craft? Yeah. This, I think this, this is, like, captivated the world because that's why it's so interesting. Like, yeah. And with so much detail and so many little things in there that have turned out to be true eventually. Which, yeah, Element 115. Yeah, especially, like, Element 115. That's, that's the most. Um, there's also the... Uh, well, I kind of want to get into it. Yeah, so, we'll, like, yeah, we'll get into that. Actually, let's, let's finish. Did we finish up on the story part? Like he got basically he got kicked out um, because obviously he was taking people up there. Oh, like they didn't kill him or anything. Uh, you know, they, they, they let him go, but he got kicked off the project like for good. You're done. And um, it was like a week or so later. Yeah. He thinks that there was an assassination attempt on him um, that there's two people in a car that were following him. Careful. <laughs> there's two people in a car that were following him and they shot at him. Right. And he somehow like got away. They weren't going to like stop. And, you know, they were just trying to get, do a quick job and they fucked it up. So they shot at him. And apparently he turned and the car, just drove off. Yeah. And that's what ended up making him come out and say something. At first he posed as Dennis, his supervisor. And then eventually he, came out and like they knew it was old dennis what was it dennis uh mariani mariani which <laughs> right, we've done some digging we'll just get into all of it yeah. all right so the fishies thing um who so i read the uh his name is um i forget his name but he did all the background education research on bob lazar um 
He said the first thing that sounds fishy is when he asked Bob Lazar what year he graduated uh, MIT with his master's. He said he thinks it was 1982. And he said, like, if you graduated with a master's in physics propulsion at MIT, you fucking know the year. You don't think. Secondly. Who was this? George Knapp? No, this is someone else who investigated his education. Oh, okay. Someone who like invest deeply. Okay. Um, and this is the biggest skeptic, and this is the biggest like this. I think I think he holds like the most evidence against. Um, when he asked him, "Could you name some professors that like who might remember you?" Right. He named like three professors. Right. Two of them couldn't find anything of, and he said that's really strange because why would you? Like kill your like? Would you go that far deep and like just like dis- make your professors disappear, or do you think he was just making up names? So he thought he was making up names. Third guy actually existed. Um, it turns out that he was not a uh, professor at Caltech. He was at a he was a professor at a uh, JUCO school. And Bob Lazar took one of his classes there when he supposedly took a class at Caltech. The professor actually came out and said like you he he went to class. He was one of my students at this. Uh, um, with junior college, what's it, Juco? Yeah, but again, if you look at it, but again, a big thing against that is like there's no record of him even like at that Juco. Like, who's who did this investigation? Who was- he was skeptic, and it turns out he said it turns out that he was actually taking one of these professors at this Juco college. So that's I think that's the biggest thing is you cannot verify. Yeah, yeah that's that's the one thing you he doesn't have any school records now. Obviously, if you're coming from his standpoint, he claims. It's all been erased. The government just erased all that. And I mean, there is some, we're going to get into that later, but like the government has erased like his social security number, like a lot of things. So, and it, the you know, professor not- also like said, like, why has any professor, so he can't name a professor that actually. Not from MIT. Not, either. You can't, you can't name a professor. That's interesting. To be honest with you, I mean, if I really think about it, I don't think I could name any professors. That no, I, I don't think so either. But like, why? Well, why would you name a professor that actually went to a JUCO? I don't know. Like, that's just the fishy part of the story. Yeah. But to his credit, there have been students that's come out and said that you know he was in um he studied at Caltech with me. The thing is, they won't come on camera, yeah. and you all have to believe like Jeremy Corbell and like the document or George Knapp what they um what they do. But like, I believe them. Like, why would they? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I definitely believe George Knapp. I don't know about Jeremy Corbell, dude. I don't know if I like him. It's not that I don't believe him. I just don't like him. He gives off a bullshitty vibe. And I don't like it. And it gives off a bullshitty vibe because he tries to over-explain things and he tries to jump in on things. But, like, again, why would George Knapp, like, need to lie about I like George Knapp. Why would he need to lie about... Another one is physicists claim you cannot just steal take element 115. You need, like, a huge reactor thing. Like, you cannot just take that. Like, there's no way. Okay, but here's the thing. He doesn't claim that he took it anymore, right? But here's the thing, like... You don't know how advanced or like in what kind of form this is, right? If it's supposedly no capsule, I guess that can kind that, of be. That, I don't care about that. Yeah. That one's silly. They're making, they're you know, saying things that they don't know, know for a fact. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're just talking. And then also, do you want to talk about Dennis Mariani or his uh, huh. his claim supervisor? Well, just because there's nothing, there's nothing about Dennis Mariani anywhere. Um. But that could easily, they could just, like, hide that, too. You know what I mean? And there's, and there's real Dennis Mariani's, just not, none, none, like... None of them that say they worked at S4. I mean, what, what would you even, like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm pretty sure, according to, like, the public, like, when they file their taxes or, when you know, that kind of stuff, like, people think they work for the Navy, right? Yeah. you were saying, like, his pay stuff. So I was going to go, yeah. Go into that. Go ahead. Oh, do you want to talk? Or do you have any more skeptic? You want to like let's do the skeptical. Let's finish the skeptical side of this before we. I haven't done much research on the skeptical stuff because I fucking believe them. But do you? What do you, is there anything else? The, do you want want me to like? I guess there's just stuff on like no one else has really come I out. Believe the guy. <laughs> no one else has come out. Like he's the only one really. Yeah, but that doesn't mean anything. That's not like proof against or anything. You know what I mean? Just because nobody else has come out. Yeah, nobody else has come out because. They saw what happened to him, and they, they don't want that to happen. And, and Or worse, they fear that the government will do even worse. Fucking kill him. I just go back to the story again. Like, 
in 15 years after I worked there, I might like tell someone who might tell someone else who might like, you know, that's why you would never have that job or else. If the government's listening, like you're, if you're working there, like you're a very important person, like you're doing, you know what I mean? In your field or in your, like, how could you hold that in? Because they don't care about other people. They don't care about like any of that. They just like want, they care about like what they're doing. They have, real lives that they don't want to to get fucked over by anything so you want to go into like the stuff that makes his story most believable yeah sure all right i think the biggest article for his for everything being true uh-huh. is that news article is real that that states that he was a physicist at los, Al- los alamos yeah. yeah well let's real quick though real quick though skirt Another thing, like people like say he has, there's no record of him working at Los Alamos at all, right? Right. Like they said, but that isn't there people that think, or people that they've contacted that worked there with him that say they did work with it him. Was and his name was in. Krangler um, is the guy who worked at Los Alamos. He says, well, he was a physicist, which I'm a physicist, but we kind of recognize each other. You know, it's the classic pocket condom with all the proper different colored pens. He fit that mold. If nobody would have told me he was a physicist, one look and you could tell he's a physicist. Yeah, and there's interviews of that, yet there's no record of him working there yes. because the government tried to erase it correct basically so i mean there's a it's it's a this or that with every story it just do you want to you know do you want to believe that do you want to believe his story and say yeah it's because the government erased it or do you want to believe the phone book thing is also interesting yeah that that they found uh, how many robert s right yeah how many robert s lazars are there yeah yeah they had to be really smart and just knew like dude there's another robert s lazar at los alamos so you know yeah. like made the story but yeah so there his name was in the directory there right and they said george knapp like contacted them like specific times mentioning the news article and the uh and the uh phone book and the like the, the, the official felt exasperated like like we said like really high press like the exasperated official was like no we have like no record of him sorry (laughs) (laughs) wink wink uh wait did i say that (laughs) yeah so um it must have been like weird story like hmm because it's interesting i see like you have a phone book and you have the newspaper article and the guy like nope no never heard of him yeah right don't know who that is um yeah you know it's it's yeah, it's just, it's just, there's so much that one, another thing that, um, that people say discredits him, um, recently was it, it was like 20, like, I don't know when it was, but he got arrested for like, basically like being involved in a brothel, right? Like he like did oh. like accounting or something for it, or he was like running the, so he real, was doing something for them. So real quick, that's another that's another con that I forgot to mention that what the skeptics say that uh, when he first opened it was 1981 and they say that he just didn't work. Like he made enough money from the brothel that he didn't need to work. I never realized that <laughs> the brothel was going on back then, huh? The right. brothel was back in the 80s. I they thought the said, brothel was way later. But they said like he filed for bankruptcy in 1987 and it wasn't in any of the uh, – but why would it be? You know, it's like income that's like he's not gonna claim that he's working on a brothel and that he's receiving income. Yeah, that, is inter- that is like that's kind of that is interesting. Like a science dude, like brothel. Do we know any more on that situation? Did you look more? Did you look into that at all? So like he got busted, right? And George Knapp said the reason why like the time to come clean was when you were on parole. Like you're gonna go to jail if you like made this stuff, made this up. And if you were like a UFO con guy. Like George said, like, that's the time to come clean. That's the time to say, because you're going to face jail time. But yeah, he stuck with the story. Like, it's like, he could, they asked him, like, where you work? Where did you get your education? He said, MIT. Oh, in I Caltech. see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, at, in court when he was, like, t- getting. But when when did he go to court? This is in the 90s? This is in the 90s. This is after. Okay, so this is after his time at S4. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> that is interesting. That is interesting. Huh. <laughs> Hmm. Damn. That's a big old wrench in there, you know what I mean? It, but, it's, uh, but you still have to look at the evidence about the Los Alamos that he was a physicist at Los Alamos. 
Like that the news article claims says he was a physicist at Los Alamos. It's right. weird. So maybe he was just like somehow involved in this brothel during the whole time. I mean, wasn't it just like he was just doing like accounting or something for them? Like he was no, he was like a partner. It was like was this in a spot where it was legal or no? Nevada. Because it isn't it legal in Nevada or it's in in certain counties. It is. And I'm gonna have to. It, but like I would say, I would say like you could do some illegal things like in doing with illegal. But like maybe like how they pay. Look it up. See if you can see, see if you can find it. Maybe he owned. If I lived in fucking Nevada I, and I could, wouldn't you? By get in on a legal brothel, like you probably those things probably make so much fucking money. It's one of the only places in the in the country where that's actually legal. Plus, it's Vegas. People are winning tons of money. People have tons of money to go blow. Damn, is this that big of an article, bro? Dude, this is such a fucking long article. All right, in 1990, Lazar was arrested for aiding and abetting a prostitution prostitution ring. An illegal prostitution ring. Yeah. Oh, okay. Reduced to a felony for pandering, which he pleaded guilty. Yeah, I'm sure that pand. What is pandering technically? Pandering is the facilitation or provision of prostitute or sex workers. That's an interesting term. I didn't know that that meant that. He was ordered to do 150 hours of community service and to stay away from brothels that undergo psychotherapy. Before S4, right? Yeah, before S4. That's... (laughs) (laughs) That is interesting. I like that. I don't like this. <laughs> I don't like that either. Like, that's interesting. That is interesting. That almost makes me not want to believe him. Why the fuck would you be doing that when you're a physicist at Los Alamos and working on alien spacecrafts, man? <laughs> so you go not believe me? I'm, this like, I'm like, you're turning <laughs> Fucking Bob Lazar, dude. <laughs> what? That's kind of interesting. It is. Uh, why would you like? Why would you be doing that while you're fucking working as a <laughs> physicist and shit? Like, but I guess you can. There's, you can say it's. It's not proven. Like supposedly. Yeah. I wonder what proof do they have? All right, all right here. Uh, Bob Omni Timothy's Goods Alien Cut reported that Lazar bought at least a partial ownership in a legal brothel near Reno in the early ni- 1980s. Good said was called the Honey <laughs> Suckle Ranch. <laughs> good name. Honey reported the investment was so profitable, Lazar didn't have to return to a full-time employment for several years. However, such ownership was not mentioned in Lazar's bankruptcy papers in 1986. A search in the Nevada telephone directory... Directory failed to turn up a listing for Honeysuckle Ranch, <laughs> nor was it listed in the book of the best cat houses in Nevada. <laughs> but yeah. I'm all confused now. Wait, wait, what's confusing? Let I'm me try so to clarify. Confused, Let me try to clarify. Let me try to clarify it. So he, he bought a legal brothel. Yeah. And made a ton of money off of it. Yes. They were doing illegal things in the brothel. Okay. Yeah, but it was a legal brothel. That's why it, it was, was a legal brothel. That's why, like the. That's why, like, dude. If you were what caught, kind of illegal things were they doing in the brothel? Like money, lo- like, like what kind of stuff? He violated like the federal hazardous substantial. Yeah, he just violated like some laws, like for okay for how to keep these prostitutes. Like what? That's what he. That's what he got. Like he wasn't. Okay. He wasn't like handling some things properly. Okay. He wasn't paying them right. I got you. Okay. That type of thing. Yeah. <sighs> I don't know. Okay, I may I get it now, but I don't like it. Maybe he bought into it and then like just basically was like an investor basically, you know what I mean? And just ended up getting caught up. Like he didn't actually do much there. Yeah, it said it was a partial owner. Okay. So he wasn't ever really a like he just said the guy claimed the, uh, the parts of the other guy claimed that he made too much, so much money they didn't have to work. Like the other guy, the other owner. Okay. It's sticky, dude. It's a sticky situation. Okay, so you want to go into the pros? All right, let's go, let's go to the pros of the story. What? I mean, the main pro 
is the Los Alamos stuff, right? Yes. Like, like that. The news it's article basically confirmed through multiple different ways that he did work at Los Alamos and he was a physicist there. And the physicist actually came out and did an interview saying that yeah, he knew yeah, Bob Lazar. He was they worked with him. His name is in a directory. Yes. Yet the government, government claims that he never worked there, and there's and no record of yeah. him working there. And George Knapp actually like called Los Alamos and the official was like really exasperated and still like, no, no record of him. Never even after he said like, hmm, even after this news article and this uh, phone directory, he's like, nope, never heard yeah, of him. Yeah. And then the, I think another big pro is the element 115. Element 115. Right. Uh, element 115 just turned out to actually be real. Right. Later on. And he claimed it back in like the 80s, late 80s. Um, what else? Um, there actually is a base called S4. So that's a... How do they know this? George Knapp called, like, Dulles Air Force Base. Verified there's a base called S4, but didn't say where or, like, where. But there's a base called S4. And how would Bob know that? Yeah. Um, they said, a uh, background guy, and this is also public knowledge, um, Mike Thigpen actually worked background for, um... He worked background for, like, the agency who was, who was hiring Bob Lazar. Mm-hmm. They were doing the background checks and, like, doing everything. And Mike Thigpen was one of the guys who, like, verified everything, did it. Um, he came out. He never came out publicly again. But George Knapp has said that, like, he remembers Bob. Um, he did the background check, everything on Bob. Like, he knows who Bob is. And Mike Thigpen's a real guy. He actually worked there. And Mike Thigpen, like, and to, and to credit, Mike Thigpen, like, if George Knapp was making that up, Mike Thigpen could easily say, like, what the fuck are you guys talking about? Like, you know what yeah. I'm saying? So that's a huge, okay. that's a huge plus. And that his friends are, really quiet to come out, like, scared to come out. Yeah, oh yeah, his friends won't say anything about it. And other than, a, according to George Knapp, they agree that it happened. They say, it, yeah. They, yeah, so. And how did Bob know the test flight schedule? How did Bob know, you know, this and this, like. Yeah. So there's stuff that checks out. There's a lot of stuff that checks out. And I mean, and just, just off a of feel, like just off of, you know, when like seeing him talk and like, smart guy, he is a very smart guy. Like he, I, he doesn't try and bullshit. You know what I mean? Like there's that bullshit thing, which you can tell right away with Jeremy Corbell. You know what I mean? Like, like the way he talks, and the way he explains things are such a, like, I have a pretty like, good accusational way. Really almost. It's like a very like, jumping ahead of the skepticism type of way of talking, which is just, uh, it's just, uh, but Bob does not have that at all. Bob just seems so like genuine, you know what I mean? Like very, and, and like we said, like, he's not like making money off of this. He's not going around like touring, writing books or anything like that. He hates it. He doesn't like that. It's part of his life. He's mad probably that he didn't, uh, just continue working on it. Or, you know what I mean? I would be dude. How mad at yourself would you be? I'd be so mad at my wife. It's kind of her fucking fault for fucking, fucking around, dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> really, all comes down to his wife. If he wasn't fucking married. Dude, I just... For me, like... You would have to lie constantly to your wife, to your kids. Yeah. I don't know if he has kids, but, like... I don't think he does. But to his wife, to his friends, like, be just lying and, like... That'd be... I. I wouldn't know how I feel like dude my life was started like I got document talk documentary about myself about this shit that just came up one day high, you know. Yeah, it's crazy. And it would it, it would be impressive if he was making this shit all up too. Like how he knew like element one fifteen, like plus almost like Yeah. But I believe him. Do you? Yeah, I believe him. In the end I do, you know. But there are there are there there's, are there's a lot of stuff. It's just uh, <laughs> the sad part is we'll never know. You know what I mean? Maybe on his deathbed or something he'll come out. And or say with this element one fifteen that they can finally say like this is synthesized by something else. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I mean, there might there might be something that he's hiding at his deathbed, waiting for it to come out, so they know they won't kill him. Like if he reveals this, hopefully, you know. He's he's in his like what forties or fifties right now? Sixties, I think. Is he that old? Yeah, that's right. He's probably in his fifties because he was twenty something in the eighties. Yeah. So yeah, he's getting up there. 
1959. All right, so we'll see if I survive long enough to see him die on his deathbed and have him confess to it all being bullshit, or <laughs> it's uh, it's all real. Right. And I've listened to a bunch of Joe Rogan podcasts. Like I listen to most of them. And anytime he talk, he talks to a lot of other guests about Bob Lazar. He always says like, "There's something that he told me at dinner that like really made me like get behind him like a hundred percent." But I can't say it on the podcast. He asked me not to say it. So there's something out there, dude. He said that he said that a couple times to to, to a couple different people on the podcast. That like what? they went out and had dinner later, and Bob was talking even more. And there's, there's like, even more to, like, the story that he just can't, he's not yeah. going to say. Probably has to Hopefully. with him taking the element 115. Well, well if they can verify, prove that, and synthesize that. Should he just come out with, should, should he just, like. Well, I think he's probably afraid to. Who, yeah, who would, he, who would he give it to? Some investigative journalist or something? I wonder. We'll never know. Should we go hang out with him? We should go find him, and he's not too far from here, dude. He's like an hour and a half. You're like, yo, let me get some Element 115. <laughs> All right, so, I mean, Bob Lazar, man. Crazy stuff, dude. Crazy stuff, this guy. I mean, I, I, like I said before, I want to believe him. I, I do kind of believe him. But there's, there's some things, you know, do, there's some yeah. things that's tough to get by. But I want end, it to be true. Yes, yes. We, we definitely want it to be true. I mean, but there's definitely, like, I can't. There's just so much evidence. Like I can't positively say that nobody can, and that's yeah. what sucks about it. Is we'll never know until maybe one day in his deathbed when he decides to say it was all fake, or or just, Evan, we're gonna get a remote control, little small car, and we're gonna drive it out to Papoose Lake and uh, <laughs> see if there's a base there with a little camera on it, with a little right? camera. So that, yeah. And if okay. there's no base, then he made that BS yeah, all bullshit. Yeah. Huh? Okay, well, uh, thank you guys for listening, man. Uh, we had a good time going over this kind of stuff. Uh, Bob Lazar is, you know, one of our favorite things, so that's why we decided to do that for the first podcast. Um, next episode is going to be about ancient Egypt and uh, all kinds of mysteries going on there. Lots oh, of yeah. really cool stuff. It's juicy. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. So make sure you uh, stay tuned for that. And, uh, again, thank you guys for listening to the Mystery Bros. Mystery Bros. Mystery Brothers. 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 Mystery Brothers.